through the words that Isaiah records that go like this. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you and you will be comforted in Jerusalem. It's with God's grace, peace, and mercy to you that we get to gather on this special weekend. Um, and it's not by accident that we're reflecting on God and motherhood on a day like today. Um, it's my prayer, though, that by the time we are done with worship, that we recognize that God absolutely values motherhood and that it should be celebrated and held in high esteem and revered each and every day, not just one day out of the year. I don't want this to just be a hallmark holiday. I want this to be a reminder of God's great love for us and the vehicles and the means with which he uses to that love and expresses that love. We're in the middle of a sermon series. Uh, it's a deep dive into one of the values that we've launched into. Uh, that value is our whole family grows closer to Jesus here. Last week, Pastor Brad would have talked about dating and relating. Uh, today, we look at God and, and motherhood, and there'll be other aspects of, of family and relationship and community kind of coming together now through Father's Day weekend. So we're looking forward to, to sharing that with you. But today, we're reminded that God knows and values motherhood. It's important for us to be mindful of that. And ladies, I don't mean to sound like God knows what you're going through because it's actually much deeper than that. You see, motherhood is part of God's nature. You remember all the way back in, in the beginning of Scripture, back in, in creation, back Genesis chapter 1, God gives us this. He says, he created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Both male and females are made in God's image. Woman was not a second thought, second rate, or anything other than someone who's been created in God's image. Each of us have different roles, and thanks be to God for that. But we are all a reflection, at least in part, because unfortunately with the fall into sin, we've lost that image. It was Adam and Eve who were created in his image. But when we get to Genesis chapter 5, we hear that um, Adam and Eve have children in their own image that was sin-covered. So we've lost it. And that's going to impact part of the message that I share with you a little bit later. But we've lost it. But thanks be to God, Jesus helps us restore that. And we give a glimpse of that through our baptism and the reconciliation that he's working there when he goes for us to the cross. There are times in scripture where God identifies using language that is more masculine in tone. But when he wants to communicate a poignant message, when he wants to communicate something about his love, he uses motherhood and mothering language. That's powerful. So Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit all identify and have nature and motherhood. And God speaks to his children, even when they're in rebellion. That's what's going on in Isaiah's day. He speaks to his children when they're being judged and knowing his discipline. He doesn't want to leave them in a disciplined state and just walk away from them. No, he wants them to know comfort. And God chooses to say it this way. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. 
Anytime when God uses scripture, when God uses language and he identifies part of his nature with our human relationships, it should drive us to reflect on our own relationships, right? So when God identifies in motherhood, it should drive us into that relationship that we have with our own moms or the way we are in our motherhood or your motherhood. Many of us have very fond memories of what mom has done for us, you know. <clears throat> and maybe that's where God wants to drive you to, is a reminder of her comfort. Some, though, even here within this darkened sanctuary, there's actually just a longing. I, I would have loved to have that relationship with my mom, but my mom relationship was toxic, you're saying to yourself. And I'll talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. But God wants us to know the comfort of a mother's love. <laughs> How many of us, when we were children, had skinned knees that we'd run to mom, right? She knew just what to say. I see that play out all the time in my own family. My daughter's crying. She doesn't want scary daddy. She wants mom. How did I end up being scary daddy? Anyway, but uh, it's not about me. She wants mom. Or when you're a teenager and you, and you have a relationship with someone that you think, this is the one, how cool it is, so young, I know who I'm going to be married to, and yet that relationship falls apart, and it's mom who's right there who tells you, no, there's more. There's more. God has a different plan. Or in war, when men find themselves in foxholes, and, and sometimes women in harm's way, they long to be with their mom rather than having those bullets flying by their head. Mom can give comfort when it's going the way a mother's love should go. And what is it to be comforted? You can only have comfort when hard times exist. It only comes afterwards. When there's distress, when there's pain, when there's heartache, when there's trouble, when there's trials, when there's challenges, when there's hopelessness, when there's despair, that's when comfort and love comes to bear. When you realize you're not alone. When you realize you have someone that you can go to and look to for help. Someone that's going to reassure you and let you know it is okay. And that's what God's love does for us. Now, many of us know that from the hands and the lips and the hugs of our moms. And I said, some of us don't. What happened there? Well, like I had said at the beginning of the message where we lost God's image, even motherhood and the love that is shown is operating in a fallen condition, a sin-filled fallen world. And I don't need to rehearse for you how the many ways that children have been harmed by the words and by the actions of their moms. Some of them experiencing toxic relationships. Some of them experiencing abuse and neglect. Some of you experience that. What do we do in those times? When mothers go off and leave their children, abandon them. <laughs> to us in our ears, in, in, a, in a normal condition, and, and to the original hearers, when, when God says, as a mother would not forget her child, I will never forgive you, because it would be impossible for a mom to do that. And yet he knows full well that some moms will. 
God speaks right to you who've been forgotten by a parent, mom or dad. God speaks to you and he says, you're my child. I have you engraved on the palm of my hand. I'm with you and I'm not going anywhere. So God's love is there for you. So yeah, moms can be a, a channel of unconditional love, and, and, but when it goes south, when it doesn't go the way God intends, he says, I'm right there with you. Moms, being a mom is a blessing. It really is. Do, do you realize that you, you, you have a call on your life that you, in the way that you love, you get, to, you get to be a reflection. You get to give your children just a glimpse of God's love for your child. When they come running to you for help or comfort and you, and you love on them, you're giving them a glimpse of the love that God has for your children. That's a lofty goal. That's a lot for this guy to place on you. And I want to do this gently and tenderly because being a mom is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I say so gently and tenderly because it's also a challenge and it's hard. I know many a mom who when there's silence or maybe in tear-filled pillows are crying because they wonder if they're a good mom. They wonder because they feel like their love is lacking for their children. I know some have struggled with things like postpartum depression where they want to love their child and, and they just, it's, it's just not there the way they think it should be there. And maybe it's their own expectations or maybe it's society's expectations or maybe it's even what they hear coming from the church about the expectations of moms. But something's going on that just is just not there. And they suffer with shame and with guilt. And so I was reading a little bit from a Christian author um, that talks a little bit about Christian motherhood. And she relates a story of a mom struggling with this kind of depression that I just mentioned to you. She says it this way. She felt guilt and shame for this response to her child. She was keeping it a secret. But one day out hanging up clothes, she was overwhelmed with her doubts. She saw her neighbor and she was just compelled to share with her that she did not feel equal love for her children. And you know what the neighbor did? She says this, I felt the same way too. But I didn't have the courage to share it with anyone. You see, I thought I was such a freak that my husband Bob and I decided we wouldn't have any more kids. And so that first mom, Jackie, she realized she wasn't alone in that struggle. That conversation with that neighbor normalized what she was going through. And she learned that a love, a mother's love even, is not automatic. It doesn't just happen. What? It doesn't just happen? No. Folks, love is more than just an emotion. Love is an action where love takes choice. Love takes sacrifice. Love is a challenge. And when we live in light of that freedom, when we recognize, okay, this is tough. Love is sacrificial. True love is sacrificial. Then we know, okay, we're not going to do this alone. 
This young woman through prayer and through a community with her neighbor was able to overcome a tremendous challenge and she gives this testimony at last after trying for what seemed like forever to build love out of nothing. I sat holding him once again in my arms, trying to burp him. Suddenly both of his round little fists round his way around my neck and he hugged me tightly. And for the first time since he was born, a rust of love poured through me and I, and I hugged him close, believing and, and unbelieving while one of his hands moved up and touched my wet cheeks. Through community and prayer, she overcame. She did not have to face it alone or in secret or in shame because she knew she wasn't alone. She knew that she was doing all she could for her child. Being a mom is a challenge. How many of you have gone without a meal or a shower sometimes for days on end to meet the needs of your children or sleep. Being a mom is a challenge. And when I held up that high and lofty goal of you being a reflection of God's love in a tangible, visible way to your children, I only do that because I know the one who went to the cross on our behalf that completes our love for us. When I talk about sacrificial love and the love that you give, and we could never say thank you enough, I also look to the one who gave up everything on our behalf. When I talk about mother's love and sacrificial love, I talk about Jesus. You're a reflection of Jesus. Who, when he was going to the cross... When he was going towards Jerusalem, he identified with a mother as well, and he showed his nature. When he says, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, as a hen gathers her young under her wing, so I long to gather you, and yet you are unwilling. He knew rejection. He knew rebellion. And in sacrifice and in love, he went to the cross anyway on our behalf because he wanted to make sure his children had the best. An opportunity to have life everlasting with him. And so he goes to the cross, and it's love that keeps him there. It's compassion, it's mercy that keeps him there on our behalf. Love is more than an emotion. Love is a choice. He chooses to love us despite our rebellion. He chooses to love us despite our shortcomings. How cool is that? He doesn't hold it against us. We get to be agents and channels of God's love, and it's going to be hard work, but church, with Christ's help, with community, with prayer, by being in the word, by being connected as community and growing in our relationships here in this place, in our relationship with the Lord, we get to show how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. And sometimes it's having the blessing of being a mom. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and lives with Christ Jesus. Amen.